Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. This is going to be my last video until Monday, so I hope you all have a great weekend. I wanted to also mention that towards the end of the story, there's going to be some mentioning of sexual assault in story number 4. I'll have that story labeled down in the pinned comments in case you want to skip it. And as always, if you have your own scary story that you might want to share with me here on the channel, you can send your story to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, I hope you all enjoy, and remember to always stay hungry. So for reference, I was a 15-year-old minor female in this story, and it happened in my sophomore year of high school. I would like to mention that my stalker in this story was a 19-year-old 12th grade adult male. With that being said, let's get into it. I was going through a hard time at this point, having lost all of my friends due to typical high school drama. Because of this, I often ate lunch alone in the hallway. I was a very active member in my school's choir, and it was the last class I had before lunch. So one day as I was leaving choir class, a guy that I didn't know all too well in my class asked me if I wanted to join him for lunch. We will call him Jake. Not because he deserves any privacy for what he did, but because I want to protect myself. Jake and I had a few casual conversations before, and I thought he was funny, so I agreed, not wanting to eat lunch alone anymore. He was a really tall and slender dude, who always wore matching blue jeans and a jean jacket, which should have been a red flag in itself. We started having lunch together regularly, and he would often talk about his girlfriend, who was a year above him in college. He told me that since she and I both had anxiety, we would make great friends, and he gave her my number. Over a few weeks, Jake started becoming really clingy with me. He was always texting me or calling me, and I was okay with it at first because I desperately wanted a friend. But he became more and more clingy to the point where he was around me 24-7 at school, walking me from class to class, even though his classes were nowhere near mine. He started telling everyone in our choir class that we were dating when we were not. If I left the class to go to the bathroom, he would leave and follow me there and wait outside. His girlfriend over the weeks noticed that he became less interested in her and very interested in me. She would forbid him to spend time with me, and she started sending me crazy-ass text messages and death threats. He then quickly dumped her to try and get with me. I was freaked out at this point, so much so that I didn't want to go to school because I really dreaded running into him. I spent most of my last school weeks of the year at home, not attending until I knew that the seniors were gone for the year. I figured then hopefully I would never have to run into him again once he graduated. He never stopped obsessively calling and texting me during that period of my absence, and he even told me he left a gift with our choir teacher. When I finally went back to class, my teacher gave me what looked like a composition notebook and some kind of leather diary. I regrettably opened them, and I kid you not, there were pages and pages from cover to cover all about me. He wrote detailed letters about what he wanted to do to me, 
as well as diary entries about his day-to-day interactions with me. There were pages of personal information about me that he had learned and wrote down. To say I was horrified was an understatement. I ended up burning them in my fireplace at home. I blocked him on everything after this, but I never stopped being afraid that he would find me. I still have nightmares to this day about him and his disturbing diaries. Luckily, I haven't seen him since, and I'm now 20. I don't live at home anymore, so the chances of running into him are slim. Jake, if you ever do come across this, I just want to say thank you for making my life a living hell. I pray no other girl has to ever deal with your psycho ass ever again. And if anyone else is going through a similar situation, speak up about it. I really wish I wasn't so timid back then, afraid to tell anyone about what I was going through. Don't isolate yourself. There's always someone you can confide in. Oh, and Jake, fuck you. My name is Andrea. Here's some background information about my story before we get into it. I live in this apartment complex slash apartment building with codes to the door to the whole building. There's balconies upstairs and downstairs that show the front where the parking is, as well as the other apartments, and there's also balconies in the back that show the trees and the other apartment buildings. So the trees are in the middle in between the apartments in the back. Now that we have that explained, here's my story. In January of 2021, I was home alone babysitting my siblings and my niece while my mom and older sister were doing laundry in a laundromat. It was kind of dark outside, but I don't really remember what time it was. Also, the laundromat wasn't that far away. We were all in the living room on the couch, and next to the couch is the balcony, where it has a sliding glass door. We live on the bottom floor that shows all the trees in the apartments in the back that I just mentioned. We were all watching a movie, and I was the closest one to the sliding glass door, while my sister Ashley was sitting on the side closer to the TV, but she can still see everything outside, while I can only see some of it. While watching the movie, I kind of felt like something was off. In the corner of my eye, I can see something moving from outside, but only a little bit, because I don't want to turn around and look right at it. I just see from the corner of my eye what looked like a face. I panicked a little, but I didn't want to scare my siblings or niece, so I pick up my phone and then call my mom, because I wanted to see if maybe it was my mom outside, and maybe she was looking inside because she forgot her keys or something. So I call my mom, and she answers, and I then ask her, Um, hey mom, are you outside on the porch? And what she said back made my heart absolutely stop. No, we're almost home now. Is something wrong? I look at my sister's face when she then noticed someone outside. I then look at her and calmly ask her, Ashley, who's outside? What do you see? And she then says back, it's a random man looking inside our house. I tell my mom on the phone what my sister just said. And my mom then tells me to hide in the bathroom with my siblings and niece and to call the police. I hung up the phone, grabbing everyone, 
and then take them to the bathroom and hid with them while calling the police. While on the phone with the police, I heard what sounded like banging, but I didn't know what it was until about 10 minutes later when my mom calls me to say that she was outside the front door and to open it. I quickly get out and go open the door, but I was having a panic attack while doing so and also crying with my sister when my mom then tells me what happened. So when my mom was driving, she was already near the apartments, but when she got near our apartment, she stopped on the side where the trees are and my older sister got out with her. They were walking down a path that leads to the back where the balcony is and my older sister goes ahead of my mom and she hears what sounds like banging. My sister then saw a 30 to 40 year old short Hispanic man banging on the glass sliding door and my sister then yelled at him, scaring him away, saying all kinds of different threats to him. My sister is also tall, standing at 5 foot 10 and she went chasing after him and that's when my mom came inside to see if we were okay. My sister came back five minutes later, saying she saw the man run off but lost him because he got into a black pickup truck, but then drove away. The police didn't show up until literally like an hour and 30 minutes later, which made my mom angry because it was an emergency, and had they arrived sooner, they could have actually caught the man. The police said they'll look around the area, and they made a police report, but it doesn't end there. About a week later, my mom had said while driving back home from the store, around 9pm, she thought she saw a man near a tree hiding there, and looking at her balcony from a distance, she started panicking, and she thought it was the same man from the week prior. She then turned around to have another look, and she stepped out of the car, but nobody was there, which really confused her, because she could have sworn she saw a man there. Another incident that happened was a man looking through our windows around 11pm at night, which really scared the hell out of us, because we caught that man literally looking at us while my mom's curtains in her room was wide open. After that, nothing else has happened since. I don't really know if the two things that happened involved that strange Hispanic man from the first part of the story, but if it does, why would he come back and why would he be stalking us like that? I still don't know to this day if he was ever caught. We still live in the same apartments to this day, and I don't really know why we haven't moved yet, but I guess the good thing is that it hasn't happened since, and I really, really hope it stays that way. This happened many years ago. I was about 12 when this happened. I was staying in my friend's house overnight. For privacy reasons, we'll call him John. John and I were best friends ever since I could remember, and our parents were close friends too. I was at his house one night, and I decided to stay over. We played video games, ate a lot of food, and we even prank called some random numbers. A while after, we both fell asleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I really wanted to go back home. So I went to check if he was still asleep, and I quietly walked downstairs and looked for a paper and pen. I had wrote him a note that I was leaving, and that I'd text him when I got home, which was about five minutes away, so I left. 
I was getting closer to my home, and something then stopped me dead in my tracks. Right as I went up to my apartment stairs, I heard yelling. It sounded like a man's voice, but it was difficult to tell. He then shouted, Hey you! I was so close to my door, and I sprinted. I then heard footsteps rapidly approaching me. I then screamed and started banging the door. My stepdad answered, asking what was wrong, and I then told him. A few seconds later, he went outside to look for the guy. He found the guy and called the police. What felt like an hour, but was probably about 30 minutes, the cops came and they asked me and my stepdad about what happened, to which we then explained. The two police officers listened, and when we described the guy, they both just kind of looked at each other, then saying, Yeah, we've received several complaints about the same man. He was arrested for stalking in the past, and he's been charged with assault, and he was released not too long ago. I couldn't believe how lucky I got that night. Every day, I always think, what would have happened if my stepdad wasn't there to answer the door? Thank God he was. I'm 30 years old and female. This all takes place when I was in my very early 20s, and although it's been nearly a decade since, the details are still seared into my brain. At the time of this story, I was working in a small diner that only did dinner service a few times a week. After one late night of work, when I was both tired but too restless to go home and sleep, I instead drove half an hour to a nearby town to go walk around inside the Walmart. If you have ever lived in a nowhere kind of town, you'll know that's just a thing people do when there's really nothing more interesting to do. There's not much going on in places like this. So I'm milling about in the store, pushing my cart down one aisle after another, in search of some elusive mystery item not yet discovered that will pique my interest. Translation, I don't really need anything, but I'm enjoying browsing for a bit. I'm just about to reach the kitchen section when I noticed a guy a few yards behind me. I have an odd feeling in the back of my brain that he had been watching me, even though he wasn't looking at me when I noticed him. So I mind my own business and keep browsing. But right as I turn into the first of the few kitchen aisles, he rounds the corner behind me. An odd feeling creeps up from the pit of my stomach, but I ignore it. I have an anxiety disorder that is particularly marked by discomfort in public spaces and around strangers, but I do my best to work around it to be a mostly functional human being. I keep going. As I turn the corner of the next aisle, however, I can't help but sneak a peek backward, and there he is, still following me. There's no doubt about it now. The only trouble is now he's closer, and turning back to him seems to have been interpreted as an invitation to chat. He speeds up and he offers me a greeting, which I awkwardly respond to. The guy is shorter than me about an inch or two. He has a dark complexion, hair and eyes and he's talking very fast and excitedly. I'm only able to pick out some of his words. I always struggle with this sort of thing, but I'm trying to be polite. He compliments me several times, telling me that I'm beautiful 
and that he would really love to get to know me better. I told him very bluntly that I'm in a relationship, but that I do appreciate his honesty, and I'm flattered by his interest. He does not seem deterred in any way. In fact, he starts asking for my phone number. I don't really know what to say to him at this point, because I don't want to be rude, but I also really don't want to give some stranger my phone number. I settle for giving him my phone number, but with the last digit intentionally wrong, in the hopes that it seems genuine, and I don't end up having to speak to this person again after the weird encounter at the store. However, the moment I give him the number, he calls in and frowns when my phone doesn't go off. Before I can say anything else, he starts punching numbers into his phone again, and tries a few more times before my phone finally rings. Yeah, I guess he's been through this before. I laugh nervously and I say to him that I always forget my own phone number and that I'm just not very good with numbers, which is mostly true anyway. He seems happy to finally have my phone number, but it's not good enough. No, he's now offering to drive me back to his place for drinks and to hang out with him. I tell him that I have to work early in the morning and that I absolutely have to go right home and to bed so that I have a few hours to sleep before my next shift. This is a blatant lie. I'm actually off for the next two days, but something just isn't right about this guy, and I can feel it. He's violating one boundary after another, from approaching me while I was clearly just minding my own business, all the way up to insisting on getting my phone number and inviting me to come into his home within literal minutes of meeting me for the first time ever. He doesn't seem to know this or care, and he just keeps insisting that I come with him to hang out and have a good time tonight. I told him that I really can't tonight, but that I would like to hang out sometime soon. Another blatant lie. After these short few minutes that feel like an hour, I know there's something seriously wrong with him and that I will never spend another moment of my life with him voluntarily. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up at this point. It doesn't matter how many times I say it or how politely I say it. He still doesn't seem to be taking no for an answer. So I simply look down at my phone and pretend to be surprised by something. I say to him, Oh shoot, it's way later than I thought. And I start walking to the checkout counter. When I reach the counter, I make eye contact with the cashier and say as quietly as I can while still being able to be heard. I don't know that guy and he's harassing me. I think there's something wrong with him, and I'm really afraid he's going to follow me home. Is there any way you can help me out? The cashier looks confused for about a half a second before I can see a visibly click in his head, and he nods. He flags down one of the baggers who's floating near the end of the checkout lane, and he then tells him to go distract the guy for a few minutes and to not let him out of his sight. The cashier then proceeds to check me out at a lightning speed. I can't remember what all I purchased that night, but I think it was maybe one or two small things. He urges me to get to my car and leave as quickly as possible, and wishes me luck. I do exactly that and drive straight home, probably breaking at least a few traffic laws on my way home in such a panic. When I get home, it's pretty late, but my partner's still awake since they didn't work at the time. I told my partner about what happened and how unnerved I felt about this guy and his demeanor. 
They assure me that it was probably just my anxiety disorder acting up, in spite of me insisting that there really was something seriously wrong with this person. In the end, I thank them for listening to me, and then apologize for making a big deal out of nothing. I still feel like something is really wrong, but since I can't prove it, I just accept that it's another anxiety problem. The guy texted me that night, the next day, and over the course of the next few weeks, always trying to get me to hang out. He offered to drive me there to buy me alcohol, and even mentioned having other stuff if I didn't like drinking. I always politely declined, and eventually, I'd started ignoring his texts altogether. Fast forward a few months. I had the news on in the living room, and I got up to grab a drink from the kitchen. Well, as I'm walking back to the couch, drinking, a news story starts about a local man arrested for multiple counts of sexual assault, and he was apparently being questioned in relation to an ongoing kidnapping case. I stand there stunned in silence, unable to process the story itself, because I know his face. It's the guy. There's no doubt in my mind. It's the same dude. I call my partner in from the other room to point frantically at the TV, feeling my heart start to leap out of my chest. My partner seems to be in denial and just keeps asking me if I'm sure, but I guess after seeing the look on my face, he finally believed me. I narrowly escaped becoming another name on a list of dead girls who were used for this man's sick enjoyment. It affects me the same now as it did back then, my hands shaking and body shivering. I really do mean it with all of my heart when I say sincerely to this guy, don't ever fucking contact me again.